0: for me you know coming to an an american school in such a liberal part of the country that you know where the boys and girls can really just like truly express themselves is such a i think such a cool thing like they're they're really um being who they want to be you know and like it's it's not an opportunity that we had growing up
1: Welcome back to the Post Definitions Podcast with your host, Freddie Lancia, and our guest, Sam. Uh, All right,
0: Freddie, what do you want to talk about, buddy?
1: Yeah, so we're talking more about um, how society puts us in boxes and we put ourselves in boxes, and that's playing a big role in our lives. So let's dig into it. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit about um, maybe yeah, just a little bit of what you think the viewers might be interested in, and and who you are? And...
0: Um, so I am a, a elementary educator from Australia, um, who a, a cousin of Frederick here. But I think that you know within this topic of the podcast has an interesting perspective of um, identifying as a male educator through the elementary uh, educator lens, if that makes sense. You know, like a male perspective on a female-dominant industry. I think also being young, uh, like, differentiates it in terms of... um, you know, uh in like I wasn't in school that long ago. Uh I'm only twenty five now and so you know, I was teaching first grade um just a year ago. And so when I was in first grade was only uh you think if they were seven years old, I'm twenty five. That's uh do some quick maths. 18 years ago, like which in in perspective isn't that long ago, you know, really. Yeah. Um, So you think uh, as a 25 year old trying to teach these seven year olds, you think you have this really cool perspective of I'm this young guy that's trying to uh, teach these young kids and have this new cool twist on it. But really, are you really like? Are you really have you really got this new twist on it that no one's ever thought of before? But you're doing your best, and I mean, I don't know. my class was so. I mean, I could talk a whole podcast about how how cool my class was, but <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I think like in terms of you know the the topic of this, that as a as a young male educator is that you are often interpreted as gay, which, I, I know, it, it, like, it's not the case, but that it's just the, it,
1: it it is just the assumption almost. Yeah, super interesting. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's such a feminine, uh, like, career in general? Like, like it's I don't perceive it that way, but why do women gravitate towards it, and why? Yeah. Uh, are you perceived as more feminine? I think for, for particularly for um,
0: elementary education, it is a female dominated uh, career choice. Particularly kindergarten, is um, young women gravitate towards that? You know, like God knows why. As an educator myself can't imagine why it's just exhausting Mm. it's just awful but um like young women just gravitate towards the career like they just something about them just they love it yeah like a a motherly instinct i think you know right yeah i think they did they just um that that motherly instinct in them just uh makes them want to uh almost mm, yeah to, to care for care for that's an excellent <laughs> like, that's an excellent way to describe it a care for to care for these young men women that you know to you know bring them up and care for
1: yeah yeah why why do men not feel that fatherly instinct to father children who aren't necessarily their own that's such a good point
0: because i think as a as a male educator, I, I do feel fatherly, but not to the extent that the female educators feel motherly. Yeah, it just makes sense. Um, I feel more, the sense that I get is more big brotherly, you know, a more siblingly yeah. reaction to the students that I work with. Yeah,
1: cool. Um, do you think that's your age also?
0: i think yeah being a a young educator is part to do with that yeah for sure i think as well um not to like toot toot my horn or anything like that but i think uh i am fairly popular with the kids like just being young because they feel like they can relate with me more um and i do put a fair bit of effort into being relate relating to with them um, I always say, this isn't an education podcast or anything, but I always say that my personal education philosophy is Vygotsky over Piaget, which basically just means that uh, I put uh, well-being over learning so that students need to be uh, healthy and um, ca- like cared for happy before they can actually learn and you know be successful at their learning. Um, because the background that I come from is in, in an education setting where kids are coming from traumatic backgrounds. Uh, so my personal philosophy is that, yeah, like kids need to be actually
1: um, able to learn before they can actually learn, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So do you try to... Um Build up their self esteem as well to like empower them to, to to think higher of themselves and therefore be able to do greater things. And how do you battle? Like I think you were telling me earlier about um, kids being put in groups, like kind of like saying like oh these group these kids are sort of behind and these ones are ahead, mm. and therefore you give these kids like bigger tasks. I feel like that could play a big role in, like, how they perceive themselves maybe for their whole lives. You know, like, oh, I'm one of the dumb ones or I'm one of the smart ones. Yeah,
0: so, like, just recently, I think I was telling you about um, how I work in now as a para-educator and which just basically means that you're not the main teacher but you're, like, the teacher's aide type of role. And uh, uh, I think that... Building up, I mean, no matter what role you're in, it's important to, as an educator, to build up their self esteem, and from my perspective, what that means is to build a, build a relationship with that child, and then uh, learn what they um, yeah what they need what... what they need and what they uh, what, them to what they listen. resonate with, yeah. what they most resonate with. Okay, cool. I mean, r- most recently, I think uh, I may, really made a connection with a student that uh, uh, was struggling with their maths work. They just weren't getting it, like, and 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 didn't also didn't work like work well with me even. They, as a student, they they didn't really connect with me. You know, as a as an educator, that
1: thought, oh, Mr. Marshall's a bit of a Whatever, don't really like him. Something they say in Australia. Yeah, that That you don't want to say on American podcast. Oh yes, (laughs) uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, But you
0: know, and then we we got talking about just the some shared interest, and you know something as simple as a shared interest, or you know something I found really effective in Australia was and something as simple as a nickname. Um, I called all of my students in Australia "goose." Oh, you silly goose! But across the whole school, uh, across a hundred students. Oh, you silly goose! But they felt special having a nickname. and so then when something comes up, you know they're feeling really distressed and they're feeling really like, oh, I just I can't deal with this. I can't, I can't cope with this test or I can't cope with this social anxiety situation, whatever it is. But then Mr. Marshall comes up and goes, Oh, you silly goose. What's up? And then, you know, it, it eases the situation. It eases the tension It they feel like they've got a, they've got a, uh, an in, you know, they've got a, they've got a connection already.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you, yeah, you build that connection with, with all the students. Um, and, um, and then from there you're able to like, yeah, maybe not perceive, not laid to any of them to feel like I was saying, like, um, I don't know, disadvantaged, uh, dumb or smart or something like this, right. Mm. Just because they're put in a certain group, um, yeah. because you somehow put your personal relationship above like that sort of, um. I don't know uh, where they were put in the class. Like mm-hmm. Your personal relationship is more important, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think does that makes sense.
1: No, I think it does. I mean,
0: absolutely. I think uh, putting into terms, again, like my personal uh, philosophy on it, that like putting, um, again, like I'll reference the Vygotsky over Piaget, which is then, you know. Uh, well-being over education is like you've got to you've got to put there um, basically like I think if you really really just put it down to its basics is you've got to put the because they're people they're little people no matter what age they are they're little people yeah. and so you've got to put the person over what is actually happening in whatever education setting you're doing whether it's elementary or middle school or high school. You've got to actually put that person in terms of what you're learning. And so that means then, you know, uh, being understanding and being, you know, sympathetic towards, okay, what's this child or what's this student got going on with them to be, you know, actually let's take into account that, okay, this student doesn't actually just have X Y and Z going on, but actually they've got X Y Z A B C and going on as
1: opposed to another student that just has X Y and Z going on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's easier for you to kind of create this personal relationship as this young man who is playing this big brother role? Mm. I think, in some regards, yes. As
0: in, as a young man in education. I think I do have certain privileges. Um, It is easier for me to find employment. Um, uh, You know, it's it's not necessarily a good thing, but uh, like yes, as a as a male young person, I do have easier employment opportunities. But then. I also think it's it, like as negative as that sounds, I think it is also a positive that the students benefit from it because it's not a perspective that they often receive in school. It's yeah, right. it, because it is a,
1: you know, it, it is a female dominated uh, career path. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that diversity, it's like on this podcast, I'm trying to talk to people who have just, widely different perspectives mm-hmm. um, and if I talk to two people who are both um, yeah have the same sort of profile of um, I mean you can always dig deeper and find the differences between these two people but, um, but yeah and, and I would I wonder um, like obviously the stereotype is that like men young men are having the easiest time in all job markets mm. but I wonder if there are some job markets and I am pretty sure that there are um where where women are having an easier time just because they need that diversity mm. um like i mean my dad works in um in tech and and he says that like you know if a woman makes it to the end of her education you know gets like a master's in in tech something like this she's obviously gonna have an easier job getting getting a job easier time getting a job uh against a bunch of men just because they want to say like, we have some women working here and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And that has a positive impact. And so in this area where there's, yeah, fewer men, it makes sense. And that's awesome that you can bring that perspective. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think for,
0: in terms of career paths, I think there are very few, um, female dominated, dominated careers, um, teachers being one of them. But, uh, and then also specifically, you can even then uh, get more specific with, I think elementary teachers specifically will get uh, female dominated. Um, I, I would be of the opinion that I think then if you get to high school and even middle school, uh, in Australia, we don't have middle school. We just have, uh, we call it primary and high school. We don't have a middle middle. But um, I think for that middle and high school here in America, I think that like you would definitely see more tipping towards that uh, equilibrium, but mm-hmm. very specifically that elementary, that like very female dominated. And then and the same in Australia that even though you cut out that middle school, you still have that, um, we just have elementary and high school but that elementary
1: uh pool of educators would definitely be female dominated. Yeah. So, not going too deep into um like all the reasons why you decided to go into this career path. Mm-hmm. Um can you say a little something about why you feel like you um you did pursue this as a man mm-hmm. and why other men might not have been so um inclined? Um, like, yeah, like what, what attracts you to, to really commit your life to this?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I know a couple of, uh, friends that, uh, also males that, uh, went into then, uh, in Australia, high school education. Um, I think for me personally, I got inspired, uh, and funnily enough, uh, my, so my first full-time teaching job was um, just by chance, a first-grade teacher. I got chucked into it uh, the third week of school um, and then just ended up taking over the class as like, you know, uh, a, we call it a long-term substitute and then just ended up taking the class for the rest of the year. But um, for me, you know, you know, way back when, and I'm, I'm so. Extremely lucky, and I, I, I thank myself every day for making this decision that, uh, when I was then in first grade, I had a great first grade teacher, and I said, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a teacher. So you know, when, and then I was would, that first grade teacher a man. It wasn't actually. Which is, which is an interesting point, even it's in itself. It was a, a, a female teacher. Uh, I mean, I can tell you so much about her. Her name was Mrs. McKenzie. Um, I don't remember. She got married while we were in first grade. I don't remember her her name. So she was Miss to Mrs. It's Miss something. Miss something before that. But she was Mrs. McKenzie after she got married. Um, so like you know halfway through the year or something and uh, get, she just made s- such a profound impact that, and, and I even know multiple not other males again but multiple uh, female classmates that were in that class that then also became uh, I think they're also kindergarten first grade second grade teachers um, from that same cohort that in, then event I don't know if they they had the same inspiration as me but you know also became teachers yeah that's awesome yeah I know one other male that became a teacher but he's a he is a high school teacher so it I, it is an interesting dynamic to have a male uh, elementary teacher mm-hmm. yeah
1: I always wanted one <laughs> Never had one at all. No, not when I was in elementary. In middle school, I did. I think, um, yeah, I remember. I really wanted to get into the the man, the males, the man teachers class in fifth grade, but I didn't make the cut.
0: I think even for kids, it is such an interesting perspective to have. Uh, I had. I was lucky enough to have three. I had for, uh, fourth, f- uh, f- for fourth, fifth, and sixth because uh, again we don't have. Um, middle school so we just go K through sixth as primary or, or elementary and then 7 through 12 as high school so I had for my elementary 4, 5, six as male teachers and it, it, it just offers such a different but like really cool perspective Let, like and drastically different I think that then you would get from a female even like someone a female from a very similar background um and and again like even me as someone who from uh, if some if a female teacher went to the same college that i did and went to the same schools that i did and taught in the same situations but
1: i think we just offer such different things somehow yeah definitely it's kind of exactly what, like, we're trying to get at this podcast. Just like, mm-hmm. just because you fill all these, um, categorical boxes as another person does not make you the same person and you guys have, um, yeah, unique perspectives and unique personalities and unique lives and all, and all these things that you can't really fit on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course this, like, this gender thing is obviously one of these things you can put on paper, mm-hmm. um. But it goes, yeah, deeper than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's super um, crucial to give um, kids, like, different role models to, like, to teach them this lesson that, like, anyone can do anything. So, um, and it's, like, also this, like, teachers are, are some of the adults that kids interact with the most. So just to say that there are, like, women in tech, like, kids don't really see that. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. that really, like impacting girls you know just because 50 percent of women of people in an office somewhere are mm. women that's not gonna like affect them but if you see like some of your math teachers being women mm. that's what's really gonna change the future right yeah yeah like i i've tried to for me personally i've
0: tried to gravitate towards more um older students um i'm now teaching in you know, uh in now american schools middle school so sixth through eighth and uh it's it's so fascinating to see these um you know coming from a first grade perspective to then now these uh young men and women that are actually you know young they they are the young men and women that are forming their opinions and forming their identities to try and figure out you know what they wanna do and what they wanna um, achieve in their lives, it, it it's inspiring and fascinating to see these, you know, uh, these young women that wanna be uh, business women and achieve really highly in, um, in, in like, just be entrepreneurs and uh, achieve in this, you know, sense of, uh, for my generation, this just unheard of, like, um, achieve in the sense of uh, commercial success. Or these young men that want to just achieve in terms of, um, I want to be happy instead of commercial success. And I want to just uh, be, be content in myself as, it, as a man and achieve in that way. So, which is so different than what I grew up with in Australia. Uh, so I, I mean I think it's fantastic as, a, as an educator I think it's awesome but also
1: drastically different to what I experienced yeah yeah where do you think that comes from um, why why where is this change coming from
0: I think uh, I think Australia as a I mean I've said I've have, have said openly that uh Australia is not a very PC uh, country, pol- politically correct country, where uh, we're a little bit behind on the trends in terms of that, um, which is neither good nor bad. It just is. It, I, at the same time, it's so, so interesting. It is so interesting to observe because uh, the, the Australian culture is not geared towards that. Uh, it is still changing towards that it is like, it is very much the evolving culture towards uh, the more American PC. Uh, you know, like everyone is who they, who they are and it, it, the, what I grew up with and what you grew up with, even though we're so similar ages is so different in Australia uh, and America. And like, and even though we're the same generation and it's still two Western cultures, It's so different Yeah. as a 25 year old. I'm actually not that much older than these kids, but you can tangibly feel the difference of, oh no, these kids are, I mean, they say woke or whatever the kids say. (laughs) They they say whatever they say nowadays. I I can't keep up with whatever they say. I feel like every week they've got some new word for it. Cap. Cap. That's or what uh, our, our, our younger our cut, cousins yeah. are saying. Cap and oh, uh, well, who knows what else? Currently mean. it means uh, lying. Lying, um, but I, I mean, just young people are amazing. Young people are amazing. I mean, I've I'm the biggest advocate for. I mean, even the young
1: people here that we have is just incredible. They are awesome. It, it's awesome. So how are you um, proceeding in Australia versus the US? Mm. I think I, uh, uh, what would be interesting
0: for you guys to think about is that so as a and, and, and also something that I get like self-conscious about is that as a young male educator you get pers- perceived as um, being gay homosexual and it's just You know that there are young male homosexual, gay, like whatever you want to call it. Again, Australia not very PC. I apologize if I'm not using the correct terms and stuff. I think you're fine. I'm okay. I'm (laughs) okay for now. Okay on my radar. Okay, uh, like so. You know, you get. I think that is the perception, as in that career path. That oh, you're not a female, so you must be this. Um, so then you know even parents, like you get parents coming, uh, coming up to, I got a parent coming up to me last year. So in, you know, in, 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 in Australia. Yeah. So again, less PC, but, uh, a, a parent coming up to me and saying, oh, so how's your boyfriend? I said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have a boyfriend. Like, Crazy. Yeah. Like, if, I mean, again, Australia, very direct and, and not PC, but still, uh, like Just the fact that it it is so associated and ingrained in that uh, culture almost of, oh, well, you're not a young, you're you're not a female, you must be this. And uh, to the point where I got like very, really like self-conscious about it, where like like, it it offended me almost. And it's such, such not a negative thing now to be gay. Yeah. anymore it's it's like it's so accepted but to the point where uh it it almost infa- offended me and that's and that's almost terrible to say yeah like that it but to be perceived in another way that you're not presenting mm. offended me almost
1: yeah definitely yeah i mean it's not like yeah if you you wonder what what it, why are people getting this idea yeah yeah and like yeah what am i doing etc and um but yeah i was i was speaking and um, recently to some people who were like yeah, yeah yeah we are so open uh for gay people people can do whatever they want that's what people always say when they're kind of like on the edge you know mm-hmm. and i'm like okay yeah like everyone is so open about it everyone is like gonna accept people for who they are but would any of you guys like Rather say you are gay than straight, like, mm. isn't there kind of still a negative connotation? They're all like, and they were this was a group from like all over Europe. Um, yeah, and they were all like, oh, you know what, to be honest, you're right, like, it's still we'd still be feels feel, feel uh, more um, yeah, just more safe or Get secure or, or something. I mean, of course, they aren't they weren't gay or at least they weren't saying they were gay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, people would rather be who they, who they are, but yeah. uh, I still got the feeling that, that you know, I, just, despite is, all this acceptance, it's not, it's not quite where it should be. There
0: is still some connotations towards it, of course, but like the fact that even today where we are in new, very yeah. newly 2023, that there, there are connotations. It's kind of wild. Yeah, like, I think it's wild. Yeah. That, I mean, um, definitely now in a more, uh, open U.S. school where it's, you know, uh, in Marin, California, uh, in the San Francisco Bay area. We, like I have students that are, you know, there's boys wearing, uh, makeup and nail polish on and stuff. And there's girls wearing suit pants and, uh, they've got, uh, ties on and things in the, in the day. Uh, uh, like, you know, for, for Australians, it's very unusual because, uh, all schools in Australia have uniforms pretty much mm-hmm. for 99% of them. There's a, there's a, a couple of schools like in each state or something that don't have uniforms, but for the most part, every school in Australia has uniforms. So for me, you know, coming to a, a, an American school in such a liberal part of the country that, you know, where the boys and girls can really just like truly express themselves is such a, I think such a cool thing. Like they're, they're yeah. really um, being who they want to be, you know, and it's like, it's, it's not an opportunity that we had growing up. And, you know, like, you, you wore the boys uniform, even to the point where you like, you wore the boys uniform, that there's a boys summer uniform and there's a boys winter uniform, like, in the in, as the seasons changed you put long pants on or as you know when it got hotter you put shorts on and and same for the girls like they put
1: skirts on or they put dresses on and, and yeah. there are uh, what do you call them skins or whatever yeah what an experience yeah um yeah it's so fucking awesome to see um people not being afraid to, to be who they are in, in in the schools, in the American schools you're talking about. So I um, cool. there was I was in Katakoy in Istanbul for the last few months and it's kind of like maybe the most liberal place in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And there's a high school that's on the water and um, I would walk there and like some of the times the kids would come out and like sit on the grass like all the way along, maybe on like a Friday afternoon or something after school. And they were doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do, and it was so awesome to see. Like almost all of them were doing some sort of goth stuff, and then they were, um, yeah, guys dressing like girls and stuff like this. And it was like, yeah, it was very cool. Um, And so cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel
0: like, uh, I, I feel like Australia is almost a little bit uh, still it feels bad to say but like almost still a little bit right wing you know That they're just conservative um not quite caught up and so me as a teacher in Australia like you feel almost and then me still even as like a conservative left I still feel like I'm extreme left in Australia because it's just it's, it's just a little bit more of a conservative place um so then you 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 see those kids you see that type of thing, and it, for me it's just awesome. It's inspiring and uh, like to be, it and even just to be able to have the, not the freedom but the courage. I think the yeah. courage to be, like just yeah, I'm gonna do what I want to do because even now as a twenty five year old. And I, I still feel fairly confident in myself and, um, I can still, you know, go about my business and do what I want to do, but to be a teenager or a young person and feel like that they just have the absolute freedom to express themselves is such a awesome, awesome thing.
1: Yeah. It's such an amazing feeling. Um... I'm like really into this philosopher Kierkegaard who um is always putting this like great value on um authenticity and like being your true self and i'm thinking like sometimes i'm like well i'm i'm thinking like why is the, why am i so drawn to this like mm. characteristic like why am i so drawn to like why am I just taking his word for like that's that's a valuable thing over like something like I don't know, safety or mm. um or like religion or something like this. I don't know. Like all the other values like family and stuff like this, I'm like I'm like so for authenticity. And um I realize it's just such an amazing feeling. Um yeah. to like to like like freedom. To be it? just a little bit closer to who you like have been like who you want to be and who you've always kind of known you are but you just think society is not ready to like, accept mm. you or you just are kind of you're holding something back because you think um, it's not right or and, and often it's just so ungrounded why that's wrong you know like yeah why it's wrong to be gay why it's wrong to do whatever you want you know yeah there's nothing that you're not harming anybody you know no yeah
0: absolutely uh, yeah. i think that is such a powerful message not even for young people for for everyone like that you can um that the the more you feel unburdened by other people's opinion then actually the less the less it matters yeah And, and the more that you just find enjoyment in those things that you love because oftentimes i mean um I mean, even just this tonight, we we were watching. uh, I mean, I hope you don't mind, Freddie. We were watching some cartoons all together. Yeah. With uh, with Frederick here and um, my cousins and, um, just the fact that so for for many many years with my students and I've I've been working in education for now for six almost seven years, like in in various settings. But I would always, um, you know, f- for lack of a better word, hide that like more nerdy, geeky part of myself that you know enjoyed those types of things, cartoons and anime and stuff. But very recently, the last year, I discovered that oh, but I, actually, I can actually connect with those students on that level, and um, rather than feel ashamed of it and hide it it's actually something i should embrace and it's um once you embrace it it's actually a really cool thing to um not only for my job but you know as a, on a personal level you feel freed yeah and uh you know unburdened you feel lighter almost definitely
1: and there's i think there's different levels to this where like so at certain times I felt like ready to open up to my friends about something Mm -hmm. and be myself around them. But then it's like, okay, but there's certain rules about when I'm working in the workplace, Mm. you know, I shouldn't be myself in this way, this way, this way. I should act like this. And then also maybe in dating, you also think, oh, girls don't really like this. Mm. You know, like I should maybe not talk about this, at least at first or something like this. Um, But I really, really am am so much uh, into what you're saying about like, no, you shouldn't act like something at work that you're not. You shouldn't act like something dating that you're not. Um, Yeah, because to show people that like you are free and blah, blah, blah. And as society opens up as well, like maybe people in the past and some people in situations now don't really have the opportunity to be everything they are at work and so on. But like, yeah, I mean, society in general, in some places in the world are becoming more open to that. And it's just amazing, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that
1: you, I, the
0: workplace can be a tricky uh, environment to navigate, no. in particular um, that you know I've had. I mean, <laughs> it's incredibly inappropriate in terms of uh, you know, uh, what what is p- politically correct now. But I've had again, like in, you know, going back to that whole theme of uh, male elementary teachers, oh, they must be gay. Uh, I've had co-workers ask me, oh, you've got a boyfriend, right? Like, <laughs> it's which is so inappropriate in a, in a workplace. Like, they shouldn't even be concerned about that. But, um, you know, I think that e- even the fact that, uh, like, again, it it is... Uh, even though I I had that very fortunate experience of having some male educators as a a young man, I think that the fact that it is opening up, and I know male educators that are elementary teachers and it's becoming more common is a really cool thing. Um, You know, I think just the world as itself is becoming, fortunately, more open and... uh, accepting
1: Uh, it, it, you know, it takes time. Yeah. Do you, do you think of any time in your life where you were able to like get closer to your true self or get closer to, um, to not, to not caring so much doing something despite being perceived one way without, um, like, a role model, like saying like, Oh wow, it's actually okay when they do it. It's something interesting to think about, like whether we need those role models. Mm-hmm. I think so trying to shape yourself with,
0: uh, with or without a role model, which is like actually it's such an interesting question. Um, so, I mean, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm so passionate about education, right? I my it's my world, my life that, um, I always think about that. Okay, I want to be a role model, and and try my best to be uh, a good, good role model, inspiration for young people. That you know they can, um, you know, you know even if they're not trying to, then I mean, it would be weird if they're trying to be me. But you know, try to. Uh, I think that like, the best way to. To describe like what I achieve strive for is that they're trying to um, you know uh, impress me or be my friend and you know like they want to uh, achieve uh, achieve a certain amount of respect with me if that makes sense but you know in terms of um, achieving you know or Attaining a certain goal without a role model, I think that's such an interesting question because I think it, it requires a really special person to be able to um, even come up with that idea of trying to achieve something without the prior idea themselves. Right. Like, how do you how do you actually think of? I mean, for me, like again, how would I have known? I was going to be a teacher without that first grade teacher. Yeah. And like I found my true calling, but how would I have known that without that that really special Mrs. McKenzie? Like, yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe there are some unique times where people can do things that they've never seen done before. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's like baby steps where you're like, maybe you didn't see a male teacher, but you saw a woman teacher and you somehow identified with her as a human, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you thought, I want to do that. Um, despite the fact that I'm a man and she's a woman, you know, mm-hmm. or a boy and she's a woman. Yeah. Um, I think and you can sure. make that jump. Like you just have to make like a little leap. You know, you didn't yeah. like, it. yeah.
0: I think for sure it's not, inspiration is not defined by gender. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've been we've been talking a lot about I've been talking a lot about gender and how it um, affects me. But I think, like, yeah, in terms of inspiration, inspiration is definitely not defined by gender. Inspiration is just inspiration. And uh, it comes in all forms and shapes and sizes and, and gender. And it, it, inspiration is just is just that you feel inspired and motivated to achieve your goal.
1: I mean, this yeah, with maybe a little hint of like, yeah. Uh, relating to that person. Thinking, yeah. Thinking I could do that as well.
0: Yeah. Like the, for sure. There's a, there's a person in your life that maybe, uh, initiates that inspiration or that, uh, you know, that real, really cool idea. But I think that the, uh, The idea itself is not related to anything but that actual um, concept. You know, whatever it is, you you could be inspired to do uh, it, write fantastic poetry. You could be inspired to write uh, columns in a newspaper, or you can be inspired to write symphonies. Whatever it is, you know, that could be inspired by x person but your actual inspiration and the what do you call it not the subject but the yeah i mean the product okay the product okay. that you're getting from that inspiration is separate from the inspiration it is the product that you're actually getting yeah and it is it is the product of your mind and it's the product of your your own creativity, and you know, even if it's not a creative subject, you know, it could be something completely uncreative that you're inspired to do. Could be, um, I don't know, what's something uncreative? Uh, math, mathematics. Yeah. You know, you could be doing spreadsheets for a company, but if you're inspired to do that for whatever reason, it's it's hard for me to relate to that. But if you're inspired to really just. That is your inspiration. I'm gonna do spreadsheets for this company, but that—that's truly what you're passionate about. Then that's a really cool thing, and you can then you know, it, it's hard for me to then like add a twist, but that's your inspiration. You're gonna do that really passionately, and you've and you've done it. Like and you feel fulfilled, which is. I mean for me that's 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 the beauty you feel fulfilled
1: in whatever you do Yeah awesome Maybe I'll jump to ask you one other side question mm. Um this podcast is always going in the direction of like um like so far it's we're talking a lot about like nationalities mm-hmm. and in a way that's kind of like surface level um like identification stuff for me but I still find it interesting I think some of our listeners are quite interested in like yeah nationalities and travel because I probably I probably met them traveling and so on because mm-hmm. you have this experience of kind of being half American mm. half Australian mm. um, and do you have anything to say about like how how people perceive you and how that affected you and how, um, how that how you perceive yourself or that or yeah I mean we could do a Whole podcast on that separately,
0: but I think um y- you, as a I don't know if your listeners are aware, but also moving to Australia soon, uh, uh, the Australians are a little bit biased towards Americans. Uh, so, obviously, me not sounding American, but then once people find out, there can be a little bit of bias, and um, uh, Australians. Australians like to think they are much more racist than they actually are. Um, And saying that meaning that they think they really hate Americans, that they've got some grudge towards Americans in their mind, but then they meet a person (coughs) and they actually like that person and it's fine. So then me, you know, not presenting American almost at all, uh, being you know raised in australia and then they find it out and all their theories are proven wrong it's it, it it's it's almost uh jarring for them
1: yeah. yeah 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 i get you
0: yeah so i think you know uh being that half american half australian it it it's it's an interesting combination Uh, because then you, you get the opposite here too, where you come to America and, um, you, uh, have very American California attitudes, but I don't sound and present like it. So, uh, people are almost jarred by the way that I do think, you know, and even though I don't sound like it, uh. You know, uh, the way that my ideas and uh, thoughts come across is actually like a Californian, even though it uh, it's it, it, again, it's jarring to people because it's not um, what they expect it to sound like almost. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's, it's very
1: sound based almost, I think. Uh huh. You mean because of your accent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the most surface level thing and people make their judgments mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. I wonder if, do you think it benefits people in general to surprise people or to fill fit in a certain box? Because people are always like, let's say, um, uh, yeah, like benefits in the sense of like, do people want to be your friend more? Do people want to date you more? Like um, if, if you fit a certain role that they they've already created or if you are a unique person, you show you like your humanity when you surprise them, you know? Mm. I think
0: uh in Australia it's it super interesting actually because I think in Australia uh it was more in terms of um I surprise people in the in the humanity sense of oh we you know you present like this but you're actually this. Uh but then here you think uh in terms of oh you're uh, I present myself as a Australian man, young man who you know, sounds and looks Australian, but then they find out, oh, you, you know you're you're American by birth, and th- like it's, it's, there's a story behind that. So it it, it really depends on the context, but um, then again, so for me, for me personally, it like. The, there is that context base, but then you look at the people perceiving that context base and it, it again depends on where they're looking at it from mm. are they looking at it from the lens of a a, a, a young American are they looking at it from a young
1: Australian person? Uh-huh yeah, I think you said it well that there's not going to be one overarching answer for any question like this but yeah that, it, it depends on them yeah yeah. But uh, definitely something interesting to think about and um, Absolutely. Yeah, like like all the episodes, but this one in particular, I think we have a lot to lot now to think about. And so um yeah, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Sam. Uh for yeah, taking absolutely the time. Welcome. This was super awesome. We're wrapping up at, at three AM on, <laughs> on on in the new year. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Happy exciting. new year everyone. You're gonna probably see this, listen to this much later but (laughs) yeah thanks for listening yeah thanks for your time awesome